We are live here in the podcast studios of Smash Talk. We bring to you every bit of news that is wrestling. Whether bad nor good, no sloppy, nor anything, we bring to you the hottest thing since back in 1988 when your mom had that nice beehive hairdo. But we want to sit there and welcome you guys. <laughs> this has been a month-long journey, and I felt like we sat there and went through the hippie stage, and we are live right now, and I'm excited. This is Rad Rev Trev. Along across the table, Sage Euphoria. Brother? What's going on, guys? Like he said it's been a, it's been a it's been a little bit of a journey here the last month or so. We we kind of had some uh, some instances in our our personal lives that we weren't able to get in the studio, but we are back. We plan on bringing you a podcast every week, and we hope that you tune in every week to enjoy this. Every Thursday is when it'll be posted about noon, and. Uh, I think uh, Rad Red Trev over here across the table from me has a few things he'd like to say before we uh, we get on with this podcast. Dude, there is so much, man, that we got to talk about, dude. This is so, this is so much stuff, a month long stuff, dude. There is so much stuff that is on my mind right now. I think, dude, I've had such a different perspective <laughs> of wrestling since I think our last podcast about a month ago. Now, just the way that the 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 ground has been laid, so to speak, in wrestling industries today. I mean, if you go from, and I know me and you're coming from different perspectives, you're coming more from the indie scene, I'm about to really like merge that with what I'm talking about here. But dude, there's so much differences going on in wrestling right now. I mean, WWE right now is trying to compete with AEW, and then you have all these other promotions, dude, that I think, in my opinion, are making a comeback, or making a uh, come up, or starting to prove their level of entertainment in wrestling, and the professional aspect of it. But something that has definitely got me, dude, is that I, I'm a huge AEW fan. I, I've been an AEW fan since Double or Nothing. Uh, I've not really watched Monday Night Raw or SmackDown since probably about, I want to say May, when Double or Nothing actually happened. Um, just because, in my opinion, uh, I think there's so much better product on AEW. I mean, the blood and the guts and the TV-14. And it, it to me, that sticks out, but there's so much competition out there, dude. That I think, in my opinion, the only thing I really pay attention to anymore in WWE is the whole NXT brand and the 205 Live brand. But, dude, I'm not going to lie to you, Tony. Sage Euphoric, a.k.a. in the Sage Euphoric. But something that stuck out to me is the fact that, is the fact that man, independent wrestling right now, independent wrestling, in my opinion, is so much better than what is programmed on TV for you to watch, what is on TV for you to watch right now. And and something that I like that I was talking to, I forget who I was talking to yesterday about it, but I was talking to about the creative ability that, say, WWE has. WWE, in my opinion, especially after the whole John Moxley thing that happened with the whole AKA Dean Ambrose type thing. But something that hit me is the fact that he said, on even on his podcast with Chris Jericho, and even on his, his uh, interviews he's had here and there, He's like, dude, there is no, there's no creative ability for wrestlers because it's controlled. It's all controlled on how they do things on WWE. Compared to AEW, like, hey, just go wild with it. It's something that I know a lot of people from Richmond aspect of it. Because I know, uh, shout out to our Facebook uh, fans. It's like that. I know there's a lot of fans we've grown over the last couple of months, dude. Um, do you know how many people we actually had on there? That's It's grown from, like, I think, I don't even remember, 40 people to, like, I can't remember how many now. It's, like, over 300 and something. But... With that being said, 
we we have grown so much, guys. And that something that has stuck out to me though. Three hundred and fifty-one. Three hundred and fifty-one fans, guys. So shout out to all of you guys, and shout out to each and every individual that has supported us um, as we are making our comeback, guys. This is like a return that you see in like WWE, like a like like a, like a Scotty Too Hotty return in NXT a couple yeah. years ago, uh, or uh, or Batista return, or so, just something like that. We're making that return, and we're making our stomping grounds here in Richmond, Indiana. Something that has stuck out to me, man, is something that. When I did the announcing gig, I think about a month ago now, um, what I noticed a about... Over. A little over a month a ago, yeah, I'd month. say. Uh, and I absolutely loved it, dude. It was living that childhood dream that I've always wanted to do. Something that stuck out to me is that when I was back in that locker room with all those guys getting all the information and all the download on what's going on in the match, just like that, and just everything that they were doing, uh, something that stuck out to me and what I, what I definitely like that is different than WWE and stuff like that, because, like, let's, for example, and I'll just pull this up. Last night on, uh, what's Tuesday night? Tuesday night Smackdown Live or whatever it's called. But uh, last night I watched it just to tune in after not watching like two or three months now and stuff. And I watched it and, and you could tell how scheduled it was, how programmed it was, how how everything had to be choreographed, how they messed up on spots, all this stuff. But something that I liked about RCCW when I was there is the fact when I was back in the locker room, because I had somebody ask me yesterday, how do, they, how do you guys run it? How do you guys do things behind scenes? Um, do you guys tell who wins the match? Do you guys not tell who wins the match? Um, do you guys program it to where you tell them and choreograph it like I know WWE does and all that stuff, have choreographers and stuff, you to tell them to do it. Something I liked about RCCW, and I kind of want to ask you something on that. Something I like about RCCW, you guys give your wrestlers the creative ability to do their own match and do their own thing, do their own way, like when Tracy Smothers was there. I liked how sitting in the back, just listening to them talk and do the wrestling perspective of it, how they were like, okay, I'm going to duck under here. You're going to super kick me. I'm going to do this, this. And it was just cool to see how they did their own style of wrestling, how they wanted to do their own thing, and they talked about how they wanted to do their own matches. What do you think about that and how controlled WWE is, how controlled a lot of TV programming is compared to independent? Well, and see, that's that's one thing that, that you know, we're not supposed to talk about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there There is a thing called kayfabe. Mm-hmm. It you know we're not supposed to give out a whole bunch of information like that. We're supposed to make it look real, right? For one, but I, I do agree with you on the fact that WWE is really, really they they constrict all of their their talent. They you know they have no creative say over basically anything they do at that point. Right. Once you okay, you've got you know, and that's every wrestler's dream is to make it to that point. Right, but what a lot of guys are finding out now is yes, they've made it to that point, but now that they've made it to that point, there's nowhere to go. They are being told right. exactly what they have to do, exactly how you know every aspect of their life has to be ran, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people are turning away from at this point. Right, you know, and right. like you you mentioned AEW, that's why a lot of guys have went to AEW because they they gain that that creative ability that they don't have with WWE, right. but still have that same caliber of you know they're at the top of their game right now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's that's probably the the biggest upside that AEW has from the perspective of somebody that is working mm-hmm. you know from the fans perspective you know you you're not really going to tell much of a difference right. obviously they have two completely different products 
but the fact that AEW gives them that creative ability to do what they know they can do, Bingo. whereas WWE does not, gives them the better product because, you know, it, it's just like, you know, you know your skill set, you know your mm -hmm. abilities. There, there's some stuff that maybe you can't do or you're not comfortable with, stuff like that. Right. But at the same time, I, I, I've lost my train of thought here, but, um, you know, they're, they're choreographing everything for WWE and not letting them have the creative ability to do what they know they can do. Right. That's why a lot of, a lot of you'll see a little bit more of a, a passion in AEW because they do have that creative control over what they're doing to a point. Right. And, and like you said too, that's what, that's why I like, and, and I've been watching, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Fight Network. Um, the Fight Network has like a lot of independent wrestling promotions on there. But I've been watching a lot of Fight Network and stuff like that. Like ROW, uh, which is owned by Booker T in Texas. You have like um, Championship Wrestling in Hollywood. Uh, which I think other places. ROH, st just stuff like that. That's just a ballpark range of them. Um, but something that I liked about that is the creative ability that they have to do what they're doing. I mean, like the gimmicks that they have and stuff like that, or or their personalities, or their attitudes, or their just even to their move sets is what amazes me and what I like so much about wrestling today. For me, and like the least, at least I would say probably the last month that I've seen break out, and, and definitely has interested me in the perspective of like even like Rose City Championship Wrestling guys. And shout out to you guys, August sixteenth. You guys have another thing coming up. And another event coming up, which is it blew me away. It blew me away, like I said too. It blew me away, just like um, what was it, July nineteenth or what was June, yeah. June something, June twenty first, something like that, when we got to do that. But it, it blew me away, just just the amount of matches, dude, that you guys had that that blew me away. Uh, like shout out to like Trash Bradley, to I mean Nate and stuff like that, Nate Flames, and and all just all the talent that you guys have is, is absolutely unreal. And the amount of just how much match they put in it, how much heart they put in it, how much blood, sweat, and tears they put in it, it, it blew me away. Especially like announcing and standing there back and like and getting to watch these matches, and I'm like, my gosh, man, that this is what wrestling is about. Because you see, you see wrestling today that is that especially on WWE, and I'm saying this about WWE that is extremely choreographed, that is extremely. You know, what Vince McMahon wants, how Vince McMahon wants it, has his thumb on you type thing. And I know we talked about on the last podcast about the whole Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff thing. Dude, if you think about it, they're, they're doing their job now. But it's still the same product. There's still the same, there's still the same stuff coming out of it. There's still the same amount of, as I call it, I call it trash coming out of it. Because there's not much product coming out of it. I mean, people that come from other promotions like like Bobby Roode, for example, from TNA, or EC3 from TNA, are getting buried, and you have all these superstars that are getting buried right now that are great talent in itself because they're bringing back legends and people of the old uh, Attitude Era type thing. Like Shawn Michaels came on like SmackDown Live from a highlight I seen like two weeks ago or a week ago or something like that. Um, then they had like the Raw reunion and stuff like that. But you, you're taking away time from people that's on your roster to be like, oh my gosh, you know, like Finn Balor did another, like another finisher. Just like, just in general, Finn Balor like standing out, or um, they're doing, they're bringing back the OC, the original club or the original Bullet Club, so to speak, with Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and uh, AJ Styles. They're bringing that back. Uh, but something that stuck out to me is the fact that 
is just that, so to speak, freedom that is an independent wrestling right now um, that I, I love and I love seeing because it's like these people can be themselves. And they can, they can have just the best match that they can have, and it blows me away to this day. You know, when I went to the RCCW event two months ago, I, I st- <laughs> dude, I mean, just like that, I think it was a, what was it, a fatal four-way tag match, if I remember yeah, correctly? Yep. The, the match that, just even that match, out of the many matches that were there that night, that match still stands out to me. Because it was like, dude, the amount of talent that was put into that match, the amount of just heart that was put in that match, the amount of just... I mean, and not even time frame was even a factor in it. I mean, you just it just all out, and totally blew me away with that. And even the main event when Tracy Smothers was there blew me away. I mean, just every little detail about independent wrestling right now is, I think, blowing up, so to speak, or becoming more popular, or standing out more. So, like I said, when me and you talked, I think it was a couple months ago now, and I said, "What are you into more, independent wrestling, WB?" You always told me independent wrestling, just because you not watched WB in a long time. You know, I can see your perspective now, because there's so much just talent out in independent wrestling. I mean, if you want to talk about some names or something like that, or something that you have an opinion on about independent wrestling. Oh, I mean, I mean, you've already named a couple just just in our area that have really, really outshone a lot of big names anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You've got Trash Bradley that you mentioned, Nate Flames, who's our ungrounded champion at RCCW right now. Um, uh, Kevin Nero is another big name that's the the heavyweight champion at RCCW. Um, You know, you've got, like, Nate Flames is obviously in my faction with me, as is uh, Rob Applewhite. Um, Applewhite's good, too. Applewhite. He's he's a character, that's that's for sure. He's good. Like you even said, though, too, I don't mean to interrupt you. Just like you said, though, dude. And, like, even going back and watching, like, matches on YouTube, for example. Because I went back and watched matches, too, just because, like, I mean, it was that great. I mean, just, like, getting to know these people and getting to know them as as just amazing talent. It, it blows me away, man, because, like, they go out and just put their heart out there. And and, and then you see it. If you were, if you were to watch WWE today... You see, you see wrestlers' heart through their pers- through their facial expressions. I like to say, because you see, some of them are like, "Man, I don't even want to be here anymore." You know, like you said, you said a minute ago too, they hit that they hit that top of the mountain experience, and then WWE gets to the point where it's like, "This is all we had for you." You know, this is it for you. This is all we wanted to give you. That there's nothing else for you, type thing. And then you have that drop off with, "Okay, well, we have nothing left for you," type thing. That's what I love about independent wrestling today. I mean, there's just so much freedom to do whatever you're capable of doing and then exceeding it and going past it. But, dude, I think so much right now, especially, that there is so much top-of-the-mountain moments and, and surpassing even those mountains in independent wrestling as it is. Because if you look, like I said, if you look at RCCW, man, I mean, and the fan base you guys have, is unreal. I mean, just the amount, especially like when I was there too, the amount of how much they were getting into it, the amount of how much they love each and every wrestler that was there, you know, or if they, if they were a heel, they booed them. If they were face, you know, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. But I love that. And I love the fact that it is different. It, it provides different, and people look at different. People look at that, you know, 99th person out of 100, or in just that one person that is different and stands out, and they're like, that interests me. 
You know, and that's what interested me about RCCW is the fact that it's like, man, I got tired of the whole WWE thing and the whole choreographed, you know, WWE perspective of it and the whole of, you know, you do my way or you do no way or, you know, we're going to hold on to your contract, which they've done that to a lot of people, actually. Hold on to your contract and we'll make you sit here and do nothing. You know, and that's that's what I love about RCCW, not that perspective, but it, just the talent that is used and the talent that you guys have is unreal. So, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, RCCW and stuff like that, and what are your thoughts on just everything that's going on right now? Well, I mean, and like like you you said, you're bringing up the the whole talent pool that we have. You know, we've we've handpicked a lot of. I mean, we've handpicked the best of the best in this area to run these shows and uh ironically enough i've got a, a gentleman uh sitting here that is waiting on us to call him he uh he wants to say a couple words with us talk with us for a few minutes um he's probably one of the biggest talents in the indie scene in this area right now mm-hmm. um he, he's as big as his influence in the indie, indie scene right now um is but he goes by the name of anthony lee um he's if you guys haven't heard of him you need to you need to look him up he's all over the place um i believe we're going to try and bring him in here sometime soon mm-hmm. um there's some big changes coming to rccw here soon that will be unveiled within the next month or two um some good stuff coming um but i'm gonna go ahead and give him a call real quick and <coughs> i'm gonna let you talk to him for a few minutes so i can make sure all the levels are good and yeah we'll, we'll get this done all right and guys as we do this i'll try not to geek out as much uh just 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 because i mean like for me though dude i mean this is like this is a childhood dream you know not many people get to do wrestling podcasts or do announcing and stuff like that and and to get to talk to wrestling guys too it's like that yeah, you, you almost want to well, let's, be, let's be honest with each other you almost want to pee yourself because it's like dang you know so let's let's bring him on going guys how's it going anthony you doing all right buddy doing fantastic great man we're here with anthony lee right now and i am definitely excited to bring him on here anthony lee how are you doing tonight buddy i'm doing wonderful how about yourself i'm doing great man uh i'm definitely excited man just because i mean just getting to talk with uh seiji fork here it's like that and getting to watch a lot of your matches over the last three days and you know it's kind of coincidentally i'm watching your matches right now as we're doing the podcast um, dude, I mean, you you got so much talent, man. After watching all your videos and stuff like that, can you share with us um, just some of your favorite matches and stuff like that? And some of them I'm watching uh, too. Um, but what are some of your favorite matches that you've been a part of, you've done, or uh, just give us some topics that you want to talk about too uh, and matches that you've done. What are some favorite matches? Uh, some of my favorite matches, funny, uh, they're actually like a lot of them aren't even that great, but I had a uh, ladder match uh, a few years back mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Richmond, Indiana against Malcolm Monroe III, Dave Christ, and Eric Fallen, and I won my first heavyweight title, and then uh, that same year I had a tag match in front of about 1,500 people in Terre Haute, Indiana. Wow. It was me and a guy named Patrick Krauser against Abyss and uh, their hometown hero boy, uh, Jason Levi. 
and then I just had multiple street fights and stuff with uh, Jacob Johns. It's a guy I came up with, and we trained together. Um, and those are always those are always special. It, it's funny that you mentioned you mentioned that uh, that ladder match here in Richmond because I I believe I was actually on that show with you. Uh, it was at VCW, I do believe, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, and I and I I definitely agree. That was uh that was definitely a, a feat. That whole show was packed full of amazing talent. Uh, so I definitely agree. That was a that was a hell of a match. It was uh, a it was a fun it was a fun show with a bad ring. Yeah, yeah. I I remember the ring was kind of a nightmare. Wasn't that the six sided ring? <laughs> Yeah, that that was why it was a nightmare—the six-sided ring that didn't want to go together correctly. Yeah, um, and we've also been sitting here kind of talking about the 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 kind of coming up here lately of the the indie wrestling scene mm-hmm. as compared to like you're looking at you know WWE and the the bigger. The bigger, the bigger names, the on, bigger TV, names yeah. on TV and stuff, and and the diversity in talent in between the indie scene and WWE and the bigger names like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what what's your perspective? Let me ask you this, uh, Anthony. Here, what's what's your perspective on say, you know, the prof- the on TV wrestling that you see today? Because, like I said, my whole perspective. I was talking to Sage here. My whole perspective, dude, I, I grew up in like watching WWE. I grew up watching the whole New Japan Pro Wrestling. I grew up watching all that. But, you know, being introduced to RCCW about two months ago when I got to do the ring announcing, my whole perspective changed. Um, just just the amount of talent that is in the independent wrestling today. And like I said, getting to watch your matches, what I've been watching here all day today, um, and at my lunch break and all that and stuff, just, just the talent that even you provide yourself. You know, what What do you think the difference is, or what do you like about independent wrestling today more than what you see on TV? Uh, I think on TV you're a lot more limited in what you can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, my favorite fellow indie wrestler is a guy named Effie. He is the feminist icon. He is very out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a, um, a match he had about probably a little over a month ago for freelance wrestling in Chicago – He's being choked out by uh, Ethan, I believe it's Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. And the entire time he's screaming harder. And then Ethan Page starts trying to let go. <laughs> and Effie keeps grabbing his hands and throwing it back on his throat. Like, I'm not done yet. Oh, my God. What's, uh, what's, what's, the, rules for, uh, cu- what's the rules for cussing on your podcast? And just just PG seventeen. PG. Okay. PG seventeen. There PG you go. PG seventeen. PG seventeen. All right. Well, basically, uh, Effie keeps pulling his hands back to his throat, and Ethan starts screaming like, "This is effed up!" <laughs> like, and it's. Uh, I think uh, indie wrestling. There's a lot more that you can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I there is a promotion just runs out of Indianapolis one Sunday a month. It's uh, Bizarro Lucha. And they have some of the most out there and incredible wrestling that you're ever going to see. But and, but it's not something that you would be able to see on TV mm-hmm. outside of maybe the Matt Hardy Broken Universe stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can you describe to me, I, I'm real big into ladder matches. 
Um, describe to me that ladder match back at RCCW and describe to VCW. me what was it again? VCW. VCW. Excuse me. Uh, describe describe uh, if you can walk me through that and stuff because I wasn't there at the time frame. Um, but ladder matches always entertain me and stuff like that, and they always pull me in. I mean, just every time because I grew up on the whole Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy and Christian Edge type perspective. But what what was it like for you to go through that ladder match yourself? That ladder match was crazy. Um, they, uh, literally we just started, everybody just started beating each other up. We threw each other on the ring. Dave Chris threw a trash can at me. I believe Malcolm Monroe jumped. There was a snow cone bus there selling snow cones off in the distance Uh and Malcolm jumped off of it. (laughs) It was, it was, it was, I, I literally won the match because I took, uh, Malcolm gave me a sunset flip power bomb. Oh my God. And, uh, I didn't fall off the ladder. Like I was trying to hold on for dear life, and I reached up and grabbed the belt and then took the power bomb. Oh I kind of won the belt by a fluke, but I've had that belt for four years now. You've had the belt for but, four years? Yeah, no one's ever beat me for it. Oh, my and visionary, And Visionary uh, hasn't run in like a year, but I think technically I'm still a champion. So mm-hmm. Yeah, well, actually, I th- if I'm not mistaken um... – I believe I just seen where Dante has officially uh, closed the doors on VCW. I do believe. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's it, it really is because I mean he did have a really good product. I I agree with you there. He had amazing talent. I think it was just a lot of a lot to do with his personal life that he he just he can't afford to run anymore at this point, which is very unfortunate. All right, soul champion then. I'll take that. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, and it, I mean, not saying it, it, you're not worthy of it at all. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you deserve everything you, you've gotten and, and didn't deserve some things that I've seen you take as well. But we're not going to get into that right now, I don't believe. That's probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say let's just say me and Anthony met over the weekend and uh there was some some pretty uh pretty hefty drama. Yeah, some pretty some pretty bad drama over the weekend that we both went through. Um But yeah, that's what I, happens I, when you know, that's what happens when you work for people that are unprofessional. Oh, I I definitely agree with you on that mm-hmm. one. So Anthony, talk talk because I always love hearing this perspective from wrestlers too, and stuff like that. Because like I told him, like I told him before we get on here, dude, um, I always geek out talking to wrestlers, man, and it almost makes me want to pee myself every time, just because I've watched this since I was a kid. Um, and to get to talk to wrestlers, just like that, it's like talking to a hero. I I know you probably understand that, but talk talk about your uh, your come up from where you started from to where you're at now, and stuff like that. Just I mean, wherever you would like to start at. Um, just, just what you think, it's like that, that you would like the fans to get to hear, it's like that. And, uh, tell us, tell us about where you started from and where you're at today. Oh, well, I, I started out, um, uh, very backyard. Mm-hmm. Like literally we had videos of us wrestling on the ground and, uh, a promoter and a, a, a little less than legitimate promoter. He got, he was a lot better by the end. Mm-hmm. But he uh, was he had a ring, he had a custom title, he had all this, and mm-hmm. he was running a show about three hours away from us, and he invited us out to come try wrestling in the ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we uh, we kind of me and a few other guys just started the wrong way because 
we went from wrestling on the ground to getting to wrestle in a ring. And then I met uh, Rob Kincaid because he, you know, came in, got that booking. Right. Uh, and then he invited me out to uh, work. He liked the way I could, what I could do. Mm-hmm. He invited me to come work on his uh, Frontier Elite Wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just met, you know, a lot of other workers. I met a promoter named Pastor Payne who brought me into his, uh, I think it was All Pro Wrestling in yeah. uh, another part of the state. From there, I met the Van Zant brothers. They ran uh, New Era Wrestling out of Shelbyville, which is where I kind of built a home for myself for seven years. Uh-huh. But it was just I, you know, it's just you start someplace small, get a little bit some somewhere a little bit bigger, and just keep moving up and up and up. Um, just just doing the visionary shows for Dante. I got involved in with a, a promoter in Toledo. The shows in Toledo led me to the shows in Detroit, uh, shows all over Ohio. And then Indianapolis in the last couple of years has had like a big resurgence. So I've had a lot of my best work and my best matches and the biggest crowds 40 minutes from my house, like right here in my, my area. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, and, and I, I love the fact that you mentioned Rob Kincaid because we – we hear we hear that a lot, and I I personally have worked for Rob myself, um, and I I will say he he was definitely an amazing amazing guy. Uh, I I really do I miss him, you know. It was unfortunate what happened. Um, right. You know, a, a lot of the big names that I know now were through Rob. You know, he brought me in on shows with legends like you know wwe hall of famer rikishi um mm-hmm. he actually introduced me to one of my biggest idols growing up and that was scotty too hotty here a couple years ago um that was that was a big moment in my in my career as you know as in the wrestling business was meeting him and that really pushed me to to kind of drive myself and get training and start training again and get my health back in order and that so rob kincaid has a lot to do with why i'm in this business right now as it is yeah rob rob is a big reason why i know a lot of people i do uh he got me a lot of my first early bookings they were usually because he needed somebody to drive him and he was giving me a spot on the card but he always you know he took care of gas he made sure Sorry, um, he he always my uh, my phone was messing up there for a second. Oh, you're no, you're good, fine. man. But uh, now he always made sure I was taken care of. He always made sure I had food. He always got me a booking. He always made sure I got a little bit of pay. But Rob Rob was a good guy. He uh, he helped me out so much starting out, and I wish he was still here. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I remember. The last show that I think I did with him was uh, was when he was still at German Park with CCW, um, and we're talking. He there was probably five six hundred people at that show. If it if it tells anybody how big this guy's promotion had gotten in the last several years. Rob, Rob always knew how to draw. Like, yeah, he always had a good crowd. That was definitely yeah, true. The, the last visionary show I wrestled, uh, the last vision, or not the last visionary show, the last FEW show uh, that he ran in 2011, I believe there was about 800 fans at the uh, Mill Creek 
Wow. Uh, it was like Mill Valley Church or something. Yeah. But it was a big, big, big draw right there in Indianapolis. He always was able to draw a big crowd. Oh, yeah. Well, Anthony, I, I would like to say I thank you for uh, coming on the show with us and talking to us for a few minutes, and hopefully we can actually get you over here to hang out and I'll spend a day to. up here. Um, I'm, I'm down for that. I will say we're only, what, about an hour drive east of here or so? Uh, Right, something like that. All right, man. Um, All right. Uh, everybody, uh, this has been Anthony Lee. We're going to let him go and do what he's got to do. You got any words for us before we let you go? Uh, I'm uh, at Where's Your Hero on Twitter, Lost Anthony Lee on Instagram, and my pro wrestling tea store is uh, Lost Cause Anthony Lee. Awesome. Uh, where uh, do you? Are you working for any promotions in the near future? Like, where's your where's your next event? Uh, Friday night, uh, Wild Championship Wrestling Outlaws in Indianapolis. I have a street fight against Kai Faden. Uh, Saturday, I'm at Emerge Wrestling in Columbus, Indiana. I'm wrestling Yukon Mike. Awesome. Both awesome. are both are going to be great shows, and y'all should come out. All right, if perfect, you got any flyers perfect. for that, go ahead and send them to our page, and we'll uh, we'll go ahead and promote that for you. All right, buddy? Absolutely. All right, it's good talking with hey, perfect. you. Perfect. Nice talking with you, Andrew. Good talking to you. Have a good, yep, have a good one, guys. Have you a good too, buddy. One. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Anthony Lee. You can check him out. He gave he he showed you all the links. He told you all the links. Um, so definitely go check him out. He's He's definitely a big... Big name. I know Mr. Uh, Trev over here was kind of geeking out when he mentioned Dave Christ. I've seen that. He, because, like I said, I mean, dude, that's what, I, and see, that's that's exactly what I love about wrestling today, is because I mean, just just like that. I mean, get, getting the connections, man, and you know, and a lot of people sometimes, and I've seen this, I've seen this especially in like other areas of my life, especially, but. Um, you, you can get used, you know, you can get used by, by who you know sometimes it's like that. But that's, dude, it, it just blows me away with wrestling today. When, you, when Anthony Lee was talking about how many connections he had to different promotions, to different people, to different, I mean, to his championship reign for four years now, which I think is amazing. But uh, ju just the different vast connections you can make along the way, friendships, brotherhoods, you know, and just make that connection, uh, especially in independent wrestling, I don't think... You know, there's a lot of that today in the, you know, entertainment wrestling WWE version um, because they're so stuck to, you know, this is it. This is our product. It stays here, you know, or you have like ROH. It stays here. Or you have New Japan. It stays here. And you have all those big promotions that just stay within themselves. But, dude, just like when he was talking about, too, especially on the independent circuit like he was talking about, you know, there's so much you know, connections through different, different, you know, promotions and different wrestling. And how many, how many he said he wrestled for, you know, and just like he said too, I think on Friday and Saturday, he's wrestling for two different promotions back to back. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I love about independent wrestling in itself, because I've got a taste of that the last couple of months is just the freedom you get to, to be yourself, to get to wrestle wherever you want to go and do like, like even Anthony Lee said, do what he is doing just amazes me. And to get to see that is amazing. So, with that being said, you know, that's what I think is very cool about wrestling today and the standards of wrestling today and where we sit with wrestling today. Um, and if you had anything less to say, too, with wrestling today, dude, that's what sticks out to me so much 
is just the amount of change in the playing field. And Anthony Lee, when he was talking about that ladder match, dude, you, you don't see that very often anymore. No, no. You, you period. You go to, okay, like, for example, if, if I were to go to the TLC pay-per-view of, like, WWE, it, it's not as brutal as what he just said it was. No, no, Where he was at. at. And I'm like, my gosh. And you've seen my face. My face lit up because I was like, dude, that's, that's what I like. Oh, yeah. It, it's different. You know, so what what are your thoughts on that too about independent wrestling and just being completely way different in the connections you can make in there? Well, and like and like Anthony Lee said, you know, it I went from uh, a, a a local name here. Um, his name's Caden Cross. He he uh, he ran a promotion for several years called uh, uh, CWA Championship Wrestling Alliance here in Richmond. Um, <laughs> And I had made friends with somebody who, who was also a big name at the time. His name was Draven Valentine. Mm-hmm. Um, we had made friends, and I got to talking to him. And he's like, you know, you you should come out and check out the show and see what you think. Well, and I've been I've been an audio engineer most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised up, you know, doing it. My grandpa got me, got me into it real real young. Um, and I walked in there, and this this indie promotion that you know was running out of the gym of a school, um, <laughs> and their audio engineer uh, had quit. He just didn't show up. Well, Draven, know, you know me being friends with one of the the wrestlers, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, you know, you know what you're doing with this stuff, right? And I was like, well, yeah, it's you know this is simple compared to what I, I mean, even what I'm doing right now, right now yeah. you know. And uh, he he went back and talked to the promoter, which was Caden Cross, who is ironically now like a brother to me. You know, mm-hmm. actually, the man just left my house two hours before I came here to the studio to record this podcast. Right. Um, and so he, he literally, and I was, I had just gotten over uh, hip surgery. I was carrying a cane. I was, you know, I was walking with a cane and everything else. And uh, they, they literally, they looked at me and said, we need you to come to the back. And I kind of looked at him kind of dumbfounded, like, uh, to do what? And I got back there, and they had this little PA set up with a computer, <coughs> and it was like, "Do you know how to how to run this?" And I was sitting there, you know, kind of flipping through everything. And Caden uh, was like, I, "I just need you. I need you to play this song, and I need you to hit play." And I kind of looked at him like, "Dude, I." I, I know what I'm doing. Like I was, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of an asshole to him. I, right, I was. Right. I didn't know the guy from Adam, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got my I got my start doing that, and you know, I started running running sound for those shows. And then soon after that, uh, Caden started working for RCCW, who that had, was their competitor here in town for many years, and. They uh, they settled the promoters settled their differences and combined and then cool. they brought cool. me on as sound engineer uh, and then started actually training me as a manager as a and then as a wrestler later on. Um, from there, I've done you know I haven't done a whole lot here lately because of my health issues, but mm-hmm. um, and then. 
uh, RCCW brought in, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring up his name again, uh, a gentleman named Rob Kincaid. Uh, for those of you that don't know Rob Kincaid, you definitely need to do some research. The man was, he, he was literally the top promoter in Indiana. He, Mm -hmm. you know, he had the, the WWE contract. He had worked with WWE. He brought in hundreds, you know, sometimes thousands of fans, every show that he promoted. He's, (coughs) he's the whole reason that I got to meet, you know, Rikishi, Scotty Too Hotty, Too Cool, all of them, you know, the Hardy Boys, uh, Kevin Thorne. I, I've met a lot of big names just through that one company alone. Unfortunately, uh, Rob Kincaid passed away here. I believe it was last year. Um, he he had an accident and passed away. Um, but that was that was kind of how I got my start. Was I was just there by chance. And, you know, I had a little bit of martial arts background. I had some Olympic wrestling, some amateur wrestling background. And they, they, were, they basically took that and amplified it and showed me how to take the knowledge that I already had mm-hmm. and use it in the ring for professional wrestling. Right. Is, right. So, like, my, my style that I use in the ring is it's almost you know it's a lot of like the olympic style wrestling but also has a lot of the the mixed martial arts tied into it mm-hmm. well just like you said too that's why that's why i like too just like you just talked about that, that's why i like hearing wrestlers up and upcomings you know where they started at where, the, where they've been at and where they're at now and that's why I like here too, because you know if you hear a lot of people that are wrestling on TV, it's like that too. They can they limit themselves to what they can say to you, because of obviously contract reasons, blah blah blah. And this goes on and on and on. But that's why I like hearing about just independent wrestling and stuff too, is they they tell you their heart, you know. And that's that's hard to find a lot of times in like life now, especially in wrestling. It's very hard to find that, you know, where did you start? Where are you coming from? Where have you been at? Tell me. Tell me your backgrounds. So I got like Anthony Lee just did, and it's like that stuff that interests me and stuff too because they're real. Yeah, you know oh, yeah. they're very real compared to something that is televised, and they have to be what somebody else tells them to be. Exactly. You know, and that's what I love about independent wrestling today. And just it's <laughs> just a shout out too. Um, I know Pimp Daddy Payne and stuff too uh, couldn't be here with us tonight, but I know like for example, me and him on Friday night, we're gonna be watching wrestling, <laughs> independent wrestling promotions from like 5 p.m. until the next morning yeah and just oh, having yeah. an all-nighter watching independent wrestling all night yeah and see and that's i i promise you you will be more entertained by doing that than mm-hmm. you would to be watching a pay-per-view on tv right now yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you will find more stuff more entertaining independent feds on youtube mm-hmm. than you will on a pay-per-view right now no oh, exactly and that's like just like you just said too i'll never forget one time me and uh, Pimp Daddy Payne, we were we we were at his house, and I believe it was like Milton, Indiana, at the time frame. I can't remember. He's moved like two or three times since I've known him, but we were at his house and stuff like that too. He's like, "Have you ever heard of Fight Network?" I was like, "Oh, what's Fight Network?" And he's like, "Dude, it's like all this independent wrestling you could ever watch and stuff like that for free, and here's all these independent wrestling promotions and like hell, like I couldn't even like hundreds." And we there was one night we just started watching from one promotion. Watched maybe five matches tops. We always try to watch at least five or six just to just to see the differences. And we would jump just one to another to another to another. And I was like, man, in that just that moment last year with him, 
always sat in the back of my mind because it was like, you know, these these are actually really good. You know, because I think a lot of times, too, independent wrestling used to at least, used to get a bad rap because it wasn't talked about as much and it was just kind of, you know, under the ground type surface level type thing and, oh, it's there. You know, and now it's like, it is there and it's yeah. bigger than what you thought it would be. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's what I love so much. Like, I'm like this might sound weird, but like, I'm hungry to go to another, like, RCCW event. I'm hungry to go to, like, Indianapolis and see Anthony Lee wrestle. Just stuff like that because it's like, you know, if I go to, like, a SmackDown or Roll event, it's like, uh, they have commercials. And then you can see what's happening during those commercials. Yeah. Which, I, like, for example, I think back in March 2018 when I went to a SmackDown event, I seen that. And that yeah. was a huge turnoff for me, dude. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I think it was like, I can't remember, but it was like Bobby Roode or something like that during a commercial, and they could, because they show you on the on the big Titan Tron, the commercial that's going on, so they know when to cut back. But, um, no, he was getting ready and stuff like that for when he does that little turnaround section thing. But I was like, man, that that's a turnoff for me because it's like, I know what you do now. You know, it's like, I, I like to see the real aspect of it. Like, like RCCW, you guys just transition and you keep going, and the show's upbeat. That's what I like so much, too, about, like, um, NXT, for example. It's upbeat, it's fast, it's fast-paced, and, and you guys just go. And you guys, I think you guys have, like, an intermission, too, and so, yeah, but after that, go again. Yeah, and, and see, and, and that's that's another thing. Yeah, we, we do have usually, like, a 20, 30-minute intermission right. between, like, halfway through the show. But the, and that's you know we always have something going on even during that exactly, intermission. Exactly. We're not gonna just oh well we're we're gonna sit there and twiddle our thumbs. Twiddle our thumbs <laughs> while you guys you know go to the right. concession stand blah blah blah. You know there's usually you know some kind of dance music playing. There you might like a be belt raffle or something like that last time. Yeah, there there's, there's, there's a belt raffle. You I'm know saying. we do some kind of raffle yeah. usually. Uh, we've had. Uh, you know, music acts go and perform in the ring. We've done mm-hmm. that a few times. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, and like you said, it, it, it's a constant, there's always something it's a flow type that's effect. keeping yeah. you, that's keeping your attention mm-hmm. to keep the fans there right. instead right. of, you know, oh, well, we're going to cut to a commercial. There's really nothing to look at at this point. Right. And, and see, that's what got me too, especially like getting, getting to know the wrestlers, you know, like when I got to know them stuff too. I mean, just it just down to earth people, man. But like, getting to know them stuff too, like like you said, Rob Applewhite. Oh my gosh, he intimidated me. Like when I first met him, and I was like, "Holy crap, this dude's huge!" And he's oh, yeah. a great wrestler, man. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, just a brute." Yeah. And he gets out there and just <laughs> I love I love it, man, because he talks back. With the fans, he he sits there and cops attitudes with them, and I love that because it gets me intrigued and pulls me in more. Exactly. You know, and with WWE, for example, or I like New Japan Pro Wrestling. I won't talk much bad about them, but like with WWE, for example, stuff too. You know, it's that for me, it's always been that barricade that separated you. Yeah. You know, and they don't they don't interact with fans anymore. They don't really talk. You know, they do at like events and they set events up nowadays, but you know they don't really interact or talk or you know, even, like, argue with them like you would see at RCCW. And when I seen that, and I was like, dude, I missed that. Oh, yeah. You know, especially as a kid, because it went, like, say, for example, like, Edge would say something to a member or a fan or something. Just, I'm trying to think of names here. But, like, when I was a kid, I would see that. I was like, oh, man, and it would draw me in more. Yeah. You know, and then it, they stopped, because they're only in the whole PG era type thing or whatever they're in now. But I went to an RCCW event, and he was doing it. 
And I'm talking about like getting in their, not necessarily in their faces, but like just going back and forth. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh, man. Like, I love that. So I, I don't know, man. Like, to me, I think independent wrestling, and I'm going to say this, I'm just going to drop the hammer on this one. I think, in my opinion, independent wrestling as of right now, and I'm, AEW is in this too because AEW is somewhat independent still, um, just because of who they're pulling in. It's like that. I think independent wrestling, in my opinion, is a lot better than WWE in itself now. And I think WWE has ran itself to the ground, and they they keep trying to do all these things to bring it back up to the tier talent it was on that mountaintop experience with the Attitude Era and stuff like that. That's why they're bringing back a lot of Attitude people right now. Like last night is like uh, Jerry the King Lawler and Trish Stratus. Yeah. And there's a match at SummerSlam. I think it's uh, Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. Yeah, that pulled me in. Because I was like, okay, I'll watch that. But to me, they're trying to pull in these old talents and these old wrestlers to, okay, we got to get our views up again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. But what I like, that's what I like about RCCW. That's what I like about all these independent wrestling things. The fans that are there are real. And they'll tell you how they feel about it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I love. So what are your thoughts on that, though? About just the fan base type of perspective. I mean, and... Like like you said, the the fan base itself is is very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we have you know we have those diehard fans that are going to watch every WWE event, every NXT event, you know, two hundred five live. Which I gotta say, okay, I I had a chance to actually sit down and watch some two hundred five live, mm-hmm. and. That had that that was probably the best televised <laughs> event that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And, but at the same time, it was again like you said they kept the f- the flow going. The storyline was there. The exactly. storyline exactly. was interesting. Whereas WWE, they're not they're not keeping the storylines as intriguing as they did in Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But at the same time, we've got those fans that like like myself, you know. And I'll I'll, I'll admit it, I'm still a fan. Period. Yeah. You know, yeah, I will yeah. I will always be a fan, no matter how deep I go into the business. I will always be a fan of independent wrestling. Right. Right. Just because of the simple fact, like you said, it's a constant. You know, they're gonna get there and they're gonna they're gonna say something to the fan. They're gonna go out in the crowd. They're gonna right, you right. know. They're going to interact with the crowd instead of, oh, well, we're going to get in this ring and we're going to wrestle and then we're going to walk backstage. Well, that's how you keep them there. You know, <laughs> and just like just like you said, too, the whole fast-paced movement. Now, like, for me, that's what pulls me in. Because, like, NXT, and, and here's why I say that. Here's why I say this. If you watch, I got to remember this, dude, because I'm not, like I said, I'm not watching Monday Night Raw in, like, forever now, but Monday Night Raw is generally three hours. SmackDown is generally two hours. You then here's what I like about NXT and 205 Live. NXT is an hour long. Yeah. You have to you do have to cram in matches. But this is what I love. And and Triple H I think is like the not really the manager of NXT because it's William Regal, but he's like kind of like the CEO of it or whatever, controlling it type thing. But he knows how to use the talent that's there because there's a lot of talent that got called up. But he knows how to use the talent that's there and knows how to make matches flow. Exactly. To where it's like, holy crap, okay, oh, oh, crap, okay. And, and you're like that the whole time on the TV. So, like, when they do, for example, when they do, uh, I think it's called, like, NXT TakeOver pay-per-views, you're glued. 
Oh, yeah. Because the storyline was built up in an hour-long TV episode. The storyline was built up to now it's a two-hour pay-per-view event, and they have like seven matches on a two-hour pay-per-view event, which generally pay-per-view events for Monday Night Raw or SmackDown are like three or four hours, and you're bored. Like, I'm not going to lie, dude. When they did, uh, I don't remember which pay-per-view it was, but they did it like either March or April for or WWE. I fell asleep twice. I'm not going to lie. Because it was so long, and it was so dragged out. I was like, my gosh, this is it. It was Goldberg versus Undertaker match. It was that pay-per-view. Yeah, um, I, I, again, didn't and that watch was, it. <laughs> that, that was worthless in itself, too, and even Goldberg even admitted it. But to me, though, is the fact, which I like now, is the fact is the fast-paced, the upbeat, okay, next match. And you're like, you're yeah. glued. You're absolutely glued. And like with NXT, like I was saying, NXT's an hour long. I, I'm really a huge fan of Johnny Gargano. I've loved Johnny Gargano, and I don't know if you know who that is and stuff. If you ever have a chance to watch, just watch his, like, some matches yeah. and stuff. The dude is fast-paced as all get out. And his last pay-per-view he had, I think, a month ago or two months ago against Adam Cole. Oh, my gosh. And then the, the pay-per-view before that when he won the title, because he lost it to Adam Cole, but the pay-per-view before that when he actually won it, because it was vacated, he, he kicked out of five finishing maneuvers and sat there and super kicked the dude five or six times. And I love super kicks. I will scream like Joey Styles on super kicks because <laughs> I love I'm like, super kick! Like that. I love it. But it's stuff like that that draws me. And I've been a wrestling fan since I was like 10. And I'm 20, almost 23. But like, even like you said, 205 Live. If you actually go look on the WWE like uh, app or whatever they have, I forget what it's called, but their app of the rosters. Yeah. 205 Live only has like 15 people. Oh, yeah. 15, I think 15 to 17 or 18, I can't remember in there. But it's in that range. Yeah. But that's what I like is that they are drawing the talent they have. They're using it. Like, for example, like this is great. I'll, you, you remember who Rockstar Spud is from Impact? Yeah, I believe so. He, he was used to wear a bow tie. So he had a match against Mike Kanellis, who was Maria, her husband. And it was a street, unsanctioned match, street fight. Dude, it was nuts. And that was last night. And it was to the fact where I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is great. Because, like, they were flying all the ring. They broke the table. They sat there and flew into the crowd. They, they flew, it was just all over the place. But it's stuff like that that I like that draws me in, that keeps me going. And it's like, man, you know, I want to watch what's next. 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 To the fact it's like, you know, I love watching this because it draws me in closer to what's happening to the moment, what's happening to the things that are going on in the ring, and how it draws you in closer to the fact where it's like, oh my gosh, this is what I love. So, that's that's what I kind of wanted to talk about today. It's like that. That's what's kind of been on my heart, is I'm more drawn, like I said, if you guys want to watch independent wrestling, RCCW, August 16th is coming up in Richmond, Indiana. We have... Uh, there's some other things, too, like Fight Network has a ton of independent wrestling. That's what I'm going to be doing all Friday night, actually, um, into Saturday morning, staying up all night watching every single independent wrestling I can watch um, just to study people and stuff. If we have people on here and stuff, more people like Anthony Lee. So shout out to him and thank him for coming on. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, well, I, I, I think we've covered basically everything for this episode. Um, I do have a, another guest speaker that we're going to have maybe next week. He's a very, very busy man, and I know you're extremely excited about this one. Because why? 
there's several reasons. Let, let, <laughs> let's uh, without surprise, without part. without dropping a name. Mm-hmm. I want you to explain why you're so excited about this guy coming on here. Okay, so the reason I'm so ex- excited about this, um, and I was watching matches of him today too, actually in the last two or three days since me and you have talked about it. Um, this man, not going to mention names because I want the element of surprise because I like surprises. Um, this man is in the Guinness World of Records for a 12-hour Iron Man match. Now, okay, just break off that real quick. You tell me, when was the last time you seen an Iron Man match past 60 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever the time frame that they have generally for 12 hours? So just take that in consideration of how great this talent is and this, this man is of a wrestler to go that long and have that record set by no other person but him. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, and you know, you were talking about you were talking to me the other day about how you had no idea he was on, you know, tough enough. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like four years ago. he I, again, we're not going to mention any names cuz we want to we want to kind of give the element of surprise on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's I've worked with him several times at this point. He's an amazing man. He's amazing talent. Um he he actually just opened up his own wrestling school mm-hmm. over in Ohio, um, and I'm I'm sure we'll get into that when we when we talk to him. Um, we'll we'll be getting a hold of him probably in the next couple of weeks um, to talk. I know he was really busy tonight; otherwise, he would have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I was really hoping that both him and Anthony. Could've could have done it at the same time because mm-hmm. I I can just imagine the banter between them two because they've worked together a lot. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, so <laughs> maybe one of these days we'll we'll get them both in here and see what we can come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that being said, this is Sagey Forks signing off. This is Rad Rev Trev on Smash Talk. <laughs>